Ladies and gentlemen, this is Das Hobby, Germany's number one trading card show. And here are your hosts with the perfect podcast faces, Marcus and Dennis. Ladies and gentlemen, another Das Hobby episode, another English-speaking episode this week. And we have a very, very special guest today. But before we introduce the guest, Marcus, how are you doing? It's not me, uh, the special guest, but I'm good. Thank you. Um, again, English. I try my best uh, today, but I'm very looking forward uh, to our episode today for our guest. So our guest um, is Ryan Hoke from PSA. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Marcus. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank you so much for taking taking the time. Um, like we said before, like Ned was a little ramp to get to you <laughs> finally, and we're very, very thankful for that. Um, can you give our our listeners a little introduction to to you? How how did you get involved with the with the beautiful hobby? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll spend a couple minutes and give you give you a little bit on my my background. So my uh, my role at the company is I'm president of PSA. Uh, I moved into that role in November, so I'm relatively new into this position, but I joined our broader company, uh, Collectors, um, in the summer of 2021 uh, as the first chief product officer. So I was uh, working with our, our chief technology officer to lead the product and tech organization and build out all the software uh, and the technology solutions that power a lot of the end user customer facing things that you all see when you're submitting to PSA or Uh, you know, selling in our marketplace or uh, even the internal operations software that we use to help facilitate grading in our research process. Um, prior to joining the company, I spent 16 years at Microsoft in different product roles. And so um, I was there from uh, October uh, 2005 to July 2021 and, uh, and worked in, in different kind of product management roles was part of the founding team of a product called OneDrive, which is Microsoft's online storage service, helped cool. create that. Um, I worked on the first version of Surface. I worked on a couple versions of Windows. Uh, the last job I had was, was leading the user experience uh, team for Windows 11. Um, and then, uh, but I have always been a collector. And so, and I've known Nat personally, we, we became friends through collecting probably in 2015, um, and so we, we would keep in touch just as, as hobby buddies. And then we started talking more seriously when he uh, organized the investor group that took Collectors Universe private in February of 2021 uh, about potentially joining up with him to help kind of take, take the company and the, and the hobby to the next, next level. And that's how I ended up here. But um, on a collecting note, so uh, I'm in my mid 40s. I grew up in the late uh, you know, 80s, early 90s collecting um, I grew up in Texas in, uh, in the U.S. and, you know, was setting up at shows uh, when I was 12, 13 years old. And it was honestly some of my first introduction to business, uh, negotiation, buying, selling, that, that sort of thing. Um, and then I got out of, out of collecting uh, once I kind of got into high school and, and, and had some other interests. And then I rediscovered it again um, when I was in, in college in the late 90s when eBay was getting going. And I started... Uh, buying and selling a little bit more on eBay. I actually graded some of the first cards with PSA from my, my childhood collection in 1999. I still yeah. have those. I have two of them at least. Um, one is a 1986 Donruss Jose Canseco. It's a PSA 8. Mm -hmm. 
And the other is a, a 1989 Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck. That's a PSA nine. Um, and then I started working. And so then I got out of it again. And then when my oldest daughter was born in 2011, I rediscovered the hobby and I've been hooked, you know, ever since. And so I collect all sorts of things, uh, most, mostly sports related, but I, I have stuff across all the sports. I probably have a propensity for vintage baseball. That's kind of the, the area that I like, I like most, but I've started collecting some, uh, soccer, uh, cards the last couple of years, especially vintage soccer, which is kind of fun. Um, but I love it in a, in a, in a, you know, fun part of the job is every time I'm in the office, I get to see such amazing items that come through the building. It's so cool. So cool. <laughs> Isn't it hard also to see it come through the building and not stay there? <laughs> oh, I know. Well, some, sometimes we, you know, those extra special items, we definitely scrutinize a bit more and have more eyes on it. So I, I get to put my eyes on the, those, those really special items. <laughs> That's smart. And I saw in, in your history that you, in 2015, uh, you created an app called Elite cards too oh yeah yeah um well yeah this this tells you how how, how kind of nuts i am so when i got back into uh in, into collecting i i found that there wasn't a really good kind of pricing and research tool available um you had ebay completed sales and i would and i would look there but i i, I thought there could be a better solution i thought there could be a solution that was mobile friendly that would work great on your iphone um or your or your android phone And so I designed and built this, this product, I called it elite card prices. And uh, basically what it would do is it would log sales data from some private auction houses and eBay, and you could just search and it had a very simple interface where you get certain access for free and then you'd have to pay a subscription. Um, but I self-funded that whole thing and ran it for several years. Um, we had people sign up. It wasn't a, a huge success, but one thing that was interesting when I did that, actually um, a couple of years after I started development of that, PSA ended up shipping a feature called auction prices realized, which mm -hmm. was almost identical to what I had kind of kind of put out there to do. And so I actually loved seeing that the industry leader in grading did something similar and gave it all away for free. And so I ended up winding down uh, that offering. But it was really a precursor to things like, uh, you know, card ladder, which which is under under our umbrella. Um, obviously, card ladder team has taken it to a whole nother level. I was barely scratching the surface, but it just showed that I was trying to kind of blend my my tech background with my passion for this 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 hobby where I, I, I thought there was a gap. Very nice. Yeah, and it was a good start. If you mentioned card letter, I'm using this uh, all day. It's very perfect. And if you said you, it was uh, the start, when you said you created that app was when when was it? 2015. Yeah, and that's it's awesome. How is it developed yeah. today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so no, card ladder is great. I use card ladder all the time. Uh, yeah. If not every day, definitely multiple times a week. I'm in card ladder. Yeah. So and and you just mentioned now you're, you're at PSA, the the leading company for all things grading, and um, now you guys are making uh, like for us here in Europe uh, a big big move that should make all our lives easier. So can you tell us a little about that? We're we're very honored that you that you're going to announce this here on the on the podcast. Yeah, so I don't know exactly when the podcast is airing, but when you want it to air. <laughs> okay. Well, well on uh on March 7th, we are announcing uh, a partnership with David Adams, um which is one of the larger uh online and brick and mortar retailers of of unopened product um in the US and they also have European presence and they have a new brick and mortar location in the Netherlands that we are, we have partnered with them to kind of designate as the first official um, PSA European submission center. 
And so what this means is there's going to be a very easy way for customers to go into the store. We have trained the Dave and Adams uh, employees. We've actually had PSA employees over there the last month or so working with the team to educate them and train them on how to take in submissions. Customers don't have to worry anymore about shipping stuff to the U.S. They can drop off directly at Dave and Adams, get that submission created, opt to have the items shipped back to them or shipped back to the retail store that they can pick up in person um, with pricing very in line with what we have advertised in the in the U.S. Um, and so we're really excited about this. I think that there's, um, especially for new collectors, there's there's always a sense of, of, of fear or anxiety on I, I have to send my items, uh, you know, to some black box, and I don't know if they're going to get there safely. This we have a trusted partner that's got that retail presence that you can walk in and interface directly with them. So we think that this will hopefully lower uh, some of those those fears and concerns. And um, and we're excited to see the growth potential. David Adams' team has been great, um, and so yeah, we're pumped to see this thing launch. We too. It's a big, big uh, news and big, uh, big good news uh, for us in in Europe. It's not only Germany, of course. It's it's Europe, mm -hmm. and as you said, there's a lot of of customers uh, just send by themselves or try by themselves or other uh, partners uh, and try to collect them together and send them. But now you have really a, a point where you can send them in. Is that was that the reason why you said, or what was the main reason to said let's do something in Europe, like uh, in working with Devin Adams? What was the yeah. So, so I'll just say in general, um, international growth is a big focus area for us. We know we have a ton of customers that are outside of the United States. Um, this is part of the reason why we're launching our, um, our new grading operation in Tokyo. We've had a sales team. We've actually had PSA employees in Tokyo since 2018. Um, this summer, we're going live with our first grading operation outside of the United States. We have one in California, one in New Jersey, and this will be the third one. Um, and, uh, and then we have, we have sales motions going on in, in, in broader Asia. We have them happening in Canada. Uh, and then Europe is also a huge focus. We have collectors. Germany is, is a huge market for us. Um, UK is one, we have collectors in Greece, Italy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're just, we're excited to put more of a focus there. And I, I, I think if you look at PSA over the next three to five years, you're going to see continued, uh, investment in growing, uh, our presence internationally, Uh, and helping educate uh, the hobby on the benefits of, of using our services. So, so what 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 gave gave Dave and Adams the 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 pole position? <laughs> you know, I, I I think the fact that they've got such a long history, they've been around for 30 years, trust trusted business, trusted partner. We've worked with them in the United States. Um, the fact that they had this very customer friendly retail presence, I think, gave them a huge leg up versus say an operator that has more of a warehouse type type space, people are already going here to buy new product. Oftentimes some of the hits or, or cards they're going to get out of, the, of opening the new product, they're going to want to grade. And so it's just a real natural, natural extension. And we're, and we're actually revamping our overall dealer program in, in general, uh, even in the United States, where we're looking to make sure that we've got the right coverage in the right regions um, and that we're partnering more with hobby shops, which are a source of the supply. We think that that, mm -hmm. that just makes a lot of sense It's almost like, you know, when you go into maybe a postage center uh, and, and you have like a DHL or Federal Express or other shipping providers where there's a kiosk and you can ship things. That's kind of the model that we see with some of this where the employees can be trained. They understand how to use our services. They can help steer you in the right direction. Um, and then we have safe, secure, uh, you know, conduits and shipping shipping lanes effectively to get that, that that back to us in California. You know, longer term, I would love for us to stand up a grading operation in Europe, maybe even in Germany. Um, 
you know? So I think, I think once we get the volume there and it's a large enough market for us, I think there's lots of benefits to keeping that stuff local from a, from a shipping and turnaround um, standpoint. Yeah, I mean, what I can only imagine is that the hard thing is to like if you want to outsource or to go to other countries to really have the personnel who can grade at that level that you guys need to to keep the the P, the PSA uh, stamp. Yes, on, right? yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And you know, just to even talk a little bit about how we how we approach kind of greater training and education, um, our some of our senior graders in California have been doing this. I think, I think our longest tenured one has been doing this since 1987. So there is a long history. Mm. Um, most of the senior graders have at least 15 years of experience grading. Wow. Um, there's lots of knowledge. There's expertise across categories. Some are, are knowledgeable with vintage. Some are knowledgeable with, with Pokemon and TCG. Some are knowledgeable with ultra modern. Some can cover all of it. Um, and then, you know, when we launch these new, new offices, Uh, there is a lot of training that's happening. Like our, our um, uh, the first initial graders for, for Japan have actually been in California since November doing training. We're not mm -hmm. opening up that office until the summertime, but they are going to spend at least six months kind of apprenticing with the main grading team just to learn the standards and how to look at things. We did the same approach with our New Jersey operation. And so, yeah, we're, we're deeply committed to making sure we, we get things right and we've got the right level of knowledge um for the for the categories of items that we're grading in any of these locations perfect yeah crazy can you i don't know how deep uh is it already clear or how you how much you can share how is the setup when i as a customer want to grade now in uh, to submit to psa uh, mm -hmm. with david adams what would be the process can you share a bit Uh, yeah, I actually haven't gone through the full user experience, but um, what I what I understand is you can go into the store um, and work with a person there at the shop, and they will they will take in your cards, help determine what service level those should be submitted under, um, because I think that's a lot of the the questions people have too from a declared value standpoint, because we do differentiate our services based on the value of the item. Um, They will help you navigate that and then they will decide or work with you to decide, do you want the ship back to you or do you want to keep this uh, here at the, at the shop when it when it's returned and then you can pick it up in person. Okay. 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 I, that, that's that's very good because uh, insurance is always one one of those concerns that people have when you send something out. So is it insured? Or is it not insured? Like what if it gets lost in the mail and everything? And that's all off the table? Yes, to, that's to all taken care of here. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. That was a big issue because as a private customer, it's not easy to get an insurance. You get until a uh, limit, uh, euro, euro uh, limit, but not yep. so big. Uh, but now that would be uh, feeling better if you sent. Yeah, no, we we recognized a lot of the friction there the, and concerns that people had and really wanted to come up with a solution with David Adams that helps address that uh, to alleviate those concerns, to make it easy. And so that, that you have peace of mind when you're when you're submitting with us. Yeah, Good. it's like... I, I am very sure that the community over here is so thankful for, for this move because that also shows us, and we we had that little conversation with Nat too, that it shows us that the European market market is valued by you guys over there. And it really is. I that's 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 so good to see, like for us over here. Yeah, no, we're 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 super excited about it. And I mean, we even know We have a we have a decent view into the in, into the types of cards that are are collected over in Europe. I mean, NBA basketball is 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 huge. Uh, TCG is huge. Soccer and F 1 are growing, um, and so 
maybe a little bit less on baseball in American football, but <laughs> I mean, that's true. baseball is, I think it's that, that will always be an issue. It's not on TV here. It's not, yeah. you, you cannot see it. It doesn't have the history. Kids are not playing it in school. So right. it's just not, it's not it. But American football is actually yeah. really growing, growing, growing. The NFL is having games over. Oh, they're here. playing games in Germany now, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, that's going good. And yeah, TCG, you can't go wrong with with that. And uh... yeah, TCG, you know, just speaking of that that category for a second, um, it it is growing so much for us. And uh, you know, even if it was its own standalone business, it's it's massive. Mm. And so you're going to see us continue to make more of a focus there from a content uh, and services. Uh, perspective on what we're offering to TCG collectors. Because oftentimes there's not a lot of overlap. A TCG collector might be very distinct from a sports card collector. Mm -hmm. um, and so we really want to cater solutions and content and experiences to that to that audience. Because we've got things like our magazine, um, the set registry, and uh, in, in, in our pricing research tools that I think we can do a lot more that's, that's really catered to the TCG and Pokemon audience. Yeah, man. I, I love it. I love it, really. It's thank fun. You so much. Thank you so much for, for, for making that that move. And uh, thank you so much for, for sharing with us too. Um, but let's let's go back to, to your to your personal story to yeah. just get one or two questions at the end. So what, what is in, in Ryan's PC these days? So in my PC, um you no, know, like I said at the beginning, I, I'm kind of a vintage baseball guy, but you guys are gonna be like, oh, I don't care. I don't know the history yeah. there. Let it flow. But <laughs> so there's a couple of individual players that I've been collecting, um, kind of their basic tops runs. You, you'll know them, Willie Mays and Hank Aaron. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working on completing their full run of tops cards. Uh, Willie's was 52 to 73, and Hank Aaron is 54 to 76. Mm. Um, and I'm well on my way to getting Willie Mays done. I think I'm about almost 70% complete there, all PSA graded. I'm trying to do seven or higher. And then um, Hank Aaron, I'm, I'm lagging a little bit. I'm probably more like 40%. But I've been working on those. Um, what else am I doing? Um, I started buying some soccer uh, stickers and cards the last couple years. Kind of just my kids are really into soccer. My youngest daughter in particular is a big, big soccer player. She's only eight, but she really loves the sport. We watched a lot of World Cup together. And so I, I, she likes uh, Lionel Messi. So I bought her some Messi cards and she's got those on her PSA stands all, all set up in her room. Um, but I started buying more, uh, more soccer, uh, you know, stickers. I bought a bunch of Pele 1970 World Cup stickers with all the different back variations. Mm. Um, I have some uh, Alfredo De Stefano uh, cards from the early 50s. Some of them are super rare where we've only graded maybe two or three ever at PSA. Um, that I was able to find. Uh, so, so I've had, I've had fun there. And then I'm also building, I have a night, a first series garbage pail kids, which was a set that tops did back in the, uh, back in the eighties. I actually have a, a stack sitting here on my desk. Let me, these, these weren't worthy of grading, but, um, but you can see, I'll take these out. <laughs> these are all just raw, but I had a raw, a raw set. And so they're based on yeah. like cabbage patch kids where they're all goofy and kind of crude, like, Nice. brainy Janie or whatever. This one was a little too off-centered to grade, but um, this was the first set that I collected when I was a kid. I was really, really young, um, but I remember buying these cards before I even bought baseball cards. And um, and so I'm, I'm trying to complete that whole first series. 
um, in, in PSA grade. I'm trying to do eight or higher. And, uh, and it's really tough. They didn't make a lot of, of that first series edition. I actually, when I was a kid, I was collecting the third series. And so these were super rare to find back then. Um, but yeah, those are, those are some of the things. And then I always like opening new, uh, new product with my, my brothers-in-law and my kids. We like to rip, rip some new stuff. And so we'll rip new, new prism basketball or football and we'll rip Bowman, Bowman baseball and things like that. And just kind of, you know, look, looking for the big hits, looking for the new rookies. So, so everyone in, in, is in the hobby in the family. So everyone. Well, I try. My wife is definitely not, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> she 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 thinks she still thinks I'm I'm kind of nuts with with what I do. But hey, it's it's paying the bills now. No, she actually is really excited that that I've turned this like passion into into my career. I think it's really rare when you can marry the the two things on what you what you've done in your career with what you're just personally into. I mean, oftentimes when I'm, when I'm doing work-related stuff, it doesn't even feel like work. If I'm listening to, to the DOS hobby podcast, or I'm listening to another podcast or reading some article or doing research on a thing I maybe want to go by, um, it's work, but it's also fun. Mm. So yeah, you're right. I mean, the privilege to do that, to do something that you really like and get up for that every morning. That's, that's really amazing. That's what the hobby is about, right? Oh yeah. More no, than absolutely. a hobby. Yeah. You know, and I take and I take the job that I'm in very seriously because I do I do look at the role that PSA plays in our broader company collectors and what we do. And, you know, we have a big responsibility for the hobby and we're setting we're setting the future of how people experience collecting for the next 10, 15 years. And so we want to do things right. We want to be as transparent as we can. Um, we want to we want to be you know open and engaging with the community and, and, and accessible. Uh, mm -hmm. I know Nat and I both both are very um, communicative with folks on social, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram. People reach out um, to us if they have questions or concerns about things or even ideas. And they'll they'll pitch us on ideas like, hey, have you thought about X, Y, Z? Um, and so we we generally respond to, I would say, 95 percent of those those types of requests. And so, no, it's a it's a privilege. Yeah. Yeah. PSA, a company of the people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We got That's the headline for the podcast. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so thank you so much, Ryan. We really appreciate it that you took the, the time on a Friday morning. Um, oh, fr yeah, Friday morning. Yeah. Net, net yeah. was a Monday morning even. So <laughs> I don't want to know what, what was going on there in the background. <laughs> But really, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Thanks and for having me, guys. And have have a have a good 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 time over there. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye.